everybody. This is Pam. Pam from the Paper Outpost here. This is the podcast, The Joy of Junk Journals. I'm so happy that you guys are joining me today for more junk journal chat. What's going on in the world of junk journals and uh, in the life of a junk journaler? Well, today uh, the topic is the dirty side of junk journals. Yes. Uh, now, don't get too worried. Um, it's still PG. Everything's fine. Um, but I just wanted to maybe talk about this because I think this is something that uh, I see come up a lot in the Paper Outpost uh, Facebook group and also on comments. Um, it can get a little dirty out there with uh, our junk journals. And, you know, hey, I think that... Um, Maybe it's time we talk about this. Maybe it's time we roll up our sleeves and look at our palms and look at our fingernails and look at our desktops and see what's really going on there. Okay, so I would say the first easiest place to start is the hands. I mean, if you are an anchor, you know, you know this. The uh, You got an event that night, your hands are inky like nobody's business, but you've been having a blast in the craft room. You didn't want to stop and now it's 10 minutes till it's time to leave. Okay, and maybe this was all pre, pre-coronavirus, but um, hey, it's still possible. And um, um, so you're looking at all this, you know, vintage photo and walnut stain uh, distressing that is all over your hands. Maybe it's shoe polish, maybe it's makeup, maybe it's, you know, goodness knows, um, whatever it is, it's distress inks or, or uh, sprays or watercolor or, or who knows, but it's all over your hands and it's deeply embedded under your fingernails and you're not sure if you're, the whole world will think that you're a chronic smoker from uh, here to eternity because of the yellow-brown loveliness, the, the glorious shades we can uh, get on our fingers and our fingernails. Well, okay, so from the trenches, what do I do? First thing, I scrub my hands. I go in there and I give it a good old COVID-style scrub. I'm singing the happy birthday song and it's long and, and I'm getting under the fingernails and I'm not forgetting the thumb and I'm using dish soap. This is my first approach. Uh, I go in the sink, kitchen sink and I just wash with dish soap and I try and get as much off as possible. If uh, it hasn't, not too much time has elapsed since I've been uh, inking, sometimes I get lucky. Sometimes I come out with uh, fresh, clean hands and the world is good and uh, life can go on and we can carry on uh, with our merriment and and things are pleasant. Sometimes not. Sometimes I've been a little inky dinky and uh, I've been in there for hours inking and uh, I've got some major serious inkarama going on and uh, let's say I've, I've inked myself up to my elbows and then what is what is a crafter to do? Well, I got a few backup uh, ideas, and uh, I think I uh, have also heard of some ideas from you folks too as well, but what I generally do is uh, I have a bottle of, um, it's a spritzer bottle, and it has some soft scrub with bleach in it, diluted in some water, and I just spritz it down uh, on my hands at the kitchen sink, and I cross my fingers and hope that that helps it come off. And usually I do get a few more layers of lift it will remove some of the dinge and the brown and the yellow and all that kind of thing. It will start to come off. And I also keep beside my kitchen sink or at my kitchen sink um, a little uh, nail cleaner to get under the nails because sometimes it's not just about removing the dirt or not the dirt, the, the ink stains. It's also you got you to gotta clean under those nails because it builds up. And if you, I know it's kind of nasty, but um, it's very important to keep under your nails clean, uh, especially if you're, um, you know, wanting to live a healthy, happy life. (laughs) So, uh, you know, be also mindful of this. If you have um, 
you know, fake nails on of any type that uh, you can't really see what's going on under there and you really want to get under there and give that a good clean. Another thing you can do is drag your fingernails across a bar of soap and so it gets up under there and then you come along with the, the little either a scrub brush like one of those nail brushes or um, that little nail tool where you can kind of nicely clean under the nails. Now, if you have natural nails, I have natural nails right now, um, I will trim them. If, if they're just stained beyond all heaven and there's no hope and I, I got to go somewhere and they got to be clean, it's not optional, um, I'll trim them. I'll go in the bathroom and I'll pull out my little nail clipper and I will clip away and I will clip away all the evils and the uglies. Now, if you have pretty nails and you, you don't want to do that, then that's that's a whole other you know ball of wax. But um, I'm finding in the crafting world, it's very difficult to craft with long nails and they almost had to go because they were in my way I couldn't I couldn't pick up anything um oh gosh when I had fake nails before I would chase a, a nickel around a tabletop for an hour before I could actually pick it up and it's, it's it's not even it's not even that much easier now but it is a lot easier and um so sometimes I will just cut them back and and deal with that um not the most beautiful things but hey I can craft and, and that keeps me happy so um Okay, so now let's say we're going for more industrial strength uh, cleaners. Not that the soft scrub with bleach wasn't industrial strength, because I think it is. And it's very hard on your hands, and they feel very dry and, and awful afterwards. And it's, you know, if you have any kind of, you know, eczema or psoriasis or something, it's just going to irritate the heck out of that. So only use that if uh, you think your skin can handle it. I don't recommend it at all. It's just something I personally do, because sometimes I just got to get the stuff off. And, um, okay, so another thing that I do is... Um, uh, when it's really bad and maybe I've been working with some um, archival inks you know the waterproof inks that are you know you just can't get them off until they wear off kind of inks um, I will uh, pull out the acetone the nail polish remover and I'll, I'll you know take a cotton bud and or not a cotton bud but a cotton um, little cotton ball and soak it in acetone and, and rub it over the spots that are really bad and sometimes that removes quite a bit that's actually pretty effective it's very drying on the hands very hard on the hands um, you know rinse this off really well it's volatile it'll get in the air it's not good for you to breathe and you want to use some moisturizer afterwards um, and that will help oh also that's another a thing you can try um, remember that like dissolves like. So if anything is oil-based that is on your hands, um, it will, uh, anything oil-based will help dissolve it. So if you have any hand lotion or coconut oil or something like that, really rub that all over your hands and let it sit for a little bit and then try washing your hands again. Often that will break down any oil-based um, ink or stain or something like that. And uh, one of the other things I, I use in, you know, the depths of, uh, you know, crafter despair with the inky hands is um, I have a uh, lava soap. It has a pumice or a, it has granules of some sort in it. And I'm assuming it's pumice, like that's why they call it lava soap because I don't know what that's what comes out of volcanoes. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, it's either that or apricot kernel seeds. That's something when I used to make soap years ago, we used to put in soap to give it an abrasive, a kind of a dermabrading sort of feel to really get a deep scrub. I used to use it in a gardener's soap. If you had really dirty hands when you were outside, you could uh, put this fine um, uh, apricot 
ground seeds in there and it would give uh, a sand feel. You could use sand too. Hey, there you go. Um, So some kind of a braider like that. Again, very hard on the hands. Uh, Be very gentle. Um, Probably uh, expect some drying afterwards and use some good moisturizer afterwards. Uh, So those are kind of my tickets to get out of the inky, inky dinky hands. Um, Now let's think about, uh, you know, what else is uh, the dirty, the dirty part of crafting? Um, Let's, okay, I, I am quite, (laughs) you know, my, what my desk looks like 90% of the time. And there's a lot of activity on that desk. And I just want, you know, it to be known that it's actually a good sign of health that you're crafting stuff is actually being used and and you're active and and making things and things like that and it's it's wonderful to have a messy desk because um gosh forbid be the crafters uh room or area that is totally neat that means nothing's going on or else maybe you were super organized and you came you crafted and you cleaned well you know that is like the perfect perfect thing in the world um it just doesn't happen in my world all the time because there's so much going on all the time. There's either the journal making, the video making of something to go in the journal. There's, you know, uh, using up the book page series. There's um, page layout ideas series. There's always something. And as I'm cleaning up, I'm starting to get ideas for new uh, things to make because I'm putting things away and I, I get something in my hand and I'm thinking, huh, huh. This would be cool to make into a blah, 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 blah. So I put it aside on my desk, of course. So um, let's say you just, you finally clean your desk up because let's face it, that's the cure to the messy desk is just cleaning it up. And uh, I like to go through a kind of a, a right to left cleanage. I'll start with what's on the side of my desk on the right and I'll start putting those things away and I'll make progress so I can visually see the progress as my desk gets cleaned. And I make uh, kind of like... Um, segments. I'll take chunks and I'll make sure that everything is gone out of that segment. And then finally, when I make it to the far side of the desk, the left, then I'll come through with some, uh, some type of cleaner uh, to take away all the ink and everything that is on top of the desk, little residual um, fibers and uh, things like that from crafting. When you're paper crafting, there's an enormous amount of um, dust and fiber that is produced. And uh, I think that uh, that is something to take into consideration. So if you wipe that all down with something like a wet washcloth or something like that, or maybe a little uh, household cleaner or something like that, that will remove a lot of that from your airspace and from your cleaning space. And uh, it won't get all over your clothes anymore, all the dust and the lint and that type of thing. Um, Another thing to consider about the dirty side of crafting is what gets into your air while you're crafting. Um, There's the volatility, the airborne aspect of the stuff that we we use to make things. There's the, um, uh, you know, things like acetone or things like that that become airborne very easily or um, rubbing alcohol when you open the, the bottle, it becomes airborne very easily. Uh, so you're inhaling these things and you want to limit that exposure. So you always want to uh, have good ventilation, of course, or uh, be in a place where there's uh, air free uh, blowing um, you've got maybe a fan or some kind of air movement, maybe a window open. That would be wonderful. And maybe you don't spend too long in there. And certain things you just don't do inside. Like there is, there are certain uh, spray glues and certain sealants that I use to put on my journals at the very end. That all gets done outside because that stuff is just stinky town. And uh, I know that I'm inhaling that and I don't think that's a good thing. And I don't think you guys should inhale it either. So don't, don't inhale anything that's bad. Uh, but do that outside. Just do a quick 
little, you know, take it outside, put it on a little table or something or on the grass or in the snowbank or wherever you got to go and just give it a quick spritz out there and let it dry. And don't forget that it's out there because I have this wonderful habit of I'll be working on a journal. I'm so excited about it. And then I can't find where I put it. And I'll spend half an hour running around the house trying to find where I put it. And lo and behold, it is outside because I just sprayed it with protector or something like that. That has happened so many times. Uh, but yeah, those... Um, those matte protectors, the spray protectors, the acrylic spray protectors, the gloss spray protectors, anything with a spray, that becomes aerosolized, airborne stuff, and you just, it lands on your desk. It makes your desk gluey and tacky and thin fuzzballs stick to it and everything, and that also goes into your lungs, so you just want to get all that outside. You just don't want to do any of that inside. Don't do it. Okay, um, my two cents. Uh, take it or leave it. Um, and what else? The... Um, uh, oh, the, the actual dirtiness of the desk itself. Okay, so we all, you may have seen my well-loved craft mat. My craft mat and I have a very special relationship. We've been through a lot together, thick and thin. And my craft mat is two-sided. And I want you to know that um, I have equally loved and worked on my craft mat on either side. And there's a lot of uh, stuff that gets stuck to my craft mat. And I kind of watch as I'm, I'm doing things. What is it that gets so darn stuck to my craft mat and I have this habit of using my craft mat as a glue mat and that's my my biggest mistake because I'll be gluing something with either Fabrifix or um, uh, maybe glue stick and instead of being a good little crafter and pulling out a separate you know uh, maybe a catalog or a piece of plastic or something like hard and uh, something that it doesn't matter if I get glue stuck on I'll be a little lazy bumpkin and I will start gluing right on top of uh my craft mat. And, you know, initially I thought, oh, oh, it won't be that bad. I can just wipe it off or I'm I'm sure there'll be some solvent. I can come along and just smear it away and everything will be dandy. And, uh, well, no, 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 no. I mean, apparently a lot of this stuff becomes very permanent if left in uh, place over a little bit of time. And it doesn't take long, let me tell you. And uh, as I've you know what I think I've upgraded my glues the strength of the adhesive is even stronger and so it really adheres so I thought I'd come along and I'd try some serious you know residue removers Um, I've tried Goo Gone I've tried acetone and what I've learned is that all these things have a beautiful way of removing all the lines on my craft mat but leaving all the adhesive and uh, all the stuff in place and uh, so that didn't really work <laughs> so that's been a bit of a learning curve for me I'm always so amazed when I see these other crafters and they have these beautiful pristine craft mats and I'm thinking wow wow just look at that wow to be so organized and so so you know when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply everything just you know they they craft and there's not even a mess how does that happen um where do you live what what water do you drink i mean i can make a mess in five seconds it'll look be look like a herd of elephants came along (laughs) and uh, uh there is just stuff everywhere it's on me it's on my things i'm crafting it's on my craft mat it's on my clothes it's on the floor it's everywhere but 
truth be told, I know I had a good time because, you know, I, you know, like to have fun when I craft and, uh, you know, going through life, we live through a lot of experiences where there's lots of rules and there's lots of have to's and there's lots of responsibility and ways to do things and, you know, being appropriate and, and, you know, making sure you dot your I's and cross your T's. But, you know, when it comes to paper, I just, I just want to jump in there and have some fun. And I just want to tear and rip and glue and, and, and play, you know, I want, just want to play in the sandbox and not think about anything and uh, let the rest of the life have all the responsibility and everything with it. But this is my little time and my little space and I'm going to be a messy crafter and I'm, I'm just going to love that part of myself as opposed to, you know, saying, Hey, you know, you got a messy shop here. Um, but, uh, all of that being said, I think that, um, uh, I, I actually do clean up a lot, um, mostly out of, I have to, because if I'm going to do a new project, I need a, I need a clean slate. I have to have a clean desk to start a new project, um, in order for my brain to work right. Especially if I'm starting a new journal, I need to have a, uh, I don't have, I cannot have the last little bits of the previous journal still hanging around the desk because that has energy built into it and that will take me in a certain direction. So I need to sweep all that off and put it away, not just sweep it all at all, but put it away in its happy little home so I can find it again, but then start fresh and start new. So I probably go through, honestly, a deep clean of my craft room, craft space, probably, I would say three to four times a week, not kidding. And I have to because I would not be able to move in that room. I had such a pile of fabric built up the other day. It was uh, like a fabric mountain in that room. And I decided I don't need that much fabric in the room. I can de- I can work with a lot less. So what I, I did, I sat there for several hours and I cut out basically 12 by 12 pieces of all this, you know, the bed sheets and, you know, the clothing and things like that. And uh, I don't, I don't need the whole item there. I just need a piece, a little, I mean, even 12 by 12 is a little bit big. Uh, maybe, maybe six by six or, you know, uh, 12 by six or something like that would be fine. Well, I reduced it dramatically and I'm so, so happy because now I feel like I can easily leaf through a pile and, and the pile's not very big. It's maybe six inches tall. I thought it was going to be a lot more, but I actually have a little piece of everything. It's about six inches tall and, um, it's easily accessible and it doesn't take up a lot of room. And I think it's going to be more easily accessible for me. I'm going to be excited to dip in there as opposed to looking at the big pile going, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta go, uh, uh, move that mountain of fabric to find that one little tiny piece that is just going to go perfectly here. One thing I am finding though, is that I'm starting to, uh, along with this little dirty, what is the dirty side of uh, crafting? I've accumulated little Ziploc bags of, uh, fabric, tiny pieces. And I've, divided them into colors because I thought that would be just so smart to have like a little bag of pink pieces and a little bag of blue pieces and a little bag of cream pieces. And that way, when I'm thinking, oh, I need a little piece, um, I'll just grab it from there. Well, that worked out really well. Well, what happened was when I started bringing in the bigger pieces of fabric, uh, because I was making a lot of journal covers and I needed big fabric at the time, which is what I rationalized, I found that I started making duplicates. So then I had two or three little bags of pink pieces and two or three little bags of cream pieces. And then I had the random bags of, oh, I don't feel like separating the pieces, so I'll just shove it all in here bag. And there's quite a few of those. And now I probably got, oh, I don't know, maybe on the floor, um, maybe 12 little bags. And they're not little bags, they're gallon bags. Who are we kidding? 
Um, so yeah, I need to sit down and look at those and decide how much do I really need to keep in the space versus how much can I shove back outside in the garage and pretend like it, it doesn't really exist. And I'll deal with that another day. That's the other side of uh, the dirty side of crafting. When it leaches out into other rooms beyond the crafting space. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so my garage is kind of my... Um, I have an area in the garage where I put excess craft supplies, the things I just can't quite let go yet, but I'm not quite, I don't want them, I don't want to be falling over them every day. And what I need to do is go in there about maybe three or four times a year, and I need to really purge what I don't use or I don't grab for. And I have to remember that the stores and the online shopping, if I really need something, I can probably get it again. And uh, also out there, remember if it's been sitting out there for six months or four months and you haven't used it, you probably forgot you had it. And if you don't know you have it, you're never going to use it. So that's a biggie. So sometimes we just got to, you know, pull up our britches and say, hey, it's time. It's time. We're, we get it. We need to Marie Kondo this other area that's being... Um, overwhelmed with our crafty stuff. Is it the basement? Is it the attic? Is it the spare bedroom? Is it your bedroom? You know, I mean, like, let's face it, <laughs> this stuff creeps. It, it, it's called craft creep. Yes. And uh, it can show up everywhere in many different little places. So anyway, those are the fun thrilling, I know, fun-filled facts that uh, it, it, that I have experienced in my life. Maybe some of you can relate to similar experiences. I don't know, but it's kind of like the, the dirty side of crafting. It's there, it's out there, it gets to be thought about all the time, and, uh, you know, it's something we deal with. Um, you know, maybe we'll have another talk on uh, easier ways to get through that part of it, so it can be more fun. Um, there must be something about that there to talk about. I will I will percolate on that. Well, I have loved talking with you guys today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And uh, I'll be popping around again, either on a Tuesday or Thursday for the podcast. And, um, I, geez, I think we're up to quite a few podcasts already. So feel free to check them out. All sorts of different topics. Not necessarily stuff I cover on the uh, in the um, YouTube channel. And uh, uh, remember to sign up for the a free monthly newsletter if you haven't done that yet check that out there's a link below every video on youtube and you get a free uh, digital image emailed to you every month that you can download onto your computer um, or uh, device and then print it out and use at will and also um, it also includes the uh, junk journal uh, supplies list where you can kind of remind yourself about what you should keep your eyes open for or different possibilities of uh, supplies along the way and then also um um, the um, uh, note from the bookmaker. This is the note that I tuck into the beginning of every little journal. And uh, it, it explains what a junk journal is and how it can be used. And you're welcome to use that. And also, um, what else? Uh, there's so many things. Um, if you're looking for junk journal supplies and stuff like that, I have an Amazon store, which I put a lot of these in because I know sometimes it's maybe not easy to get out right now and, and you're trying to find something. So if you've tried, you're, you know, you're not able to access Hobby Lobby or Michael's or, or you, it's just not easy to find in your Walmart, check out there. You may be able to find just what you're looking for. And I hope you're having fun and, um, check out my, uh, Etsy shop. I've got some vintage, um, 
uh, digital printables for you there to check out just some different things I thought maybe it might be an easy way to access these things for you if it is hard for you to come by or they're expensive or they take up too much room and they do take up room let me tell you um, so anyway I hope you find that helpful and I uh, I'm always so thankful for all your uh, support and encouragement you guys are amazing and uh, I think I'm so thankful for Um, all of you coming together to create this community because I think it's a common passion that a lot of us have uh, to play with paper and have fun uh, creating books. How fun is that to make a book? I mean, a book may be here a lot longer uh, than us. It's kind of a neat uh, concept, a neat thought. So uh, who knows who will come across that journal or that book that you make uh, 100 years from now. Uh, So I think you're creating a lot of wonderful surprises out there for people to find one day. So take care, everyone. Just remember that it's only paper and that fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon. Have fun and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.